So, James, I have been suffering from amnesia due to several blows to my head. Okay. Um, who are we and what are we doing? Uh, I believe that your name is Tim Kant and you are a music technology journalist slash video maker slash educator? Um, I'm a triple threat, mate. Yeah. And uh, who, who, who the fuck am I? Who are you? I am. I'm reading my tea leaves. They say that you're James Russell and you're some kind of music tech journalist and general gun for hire. Is that appropriate? Some kind of plug-in software guy. You're a plug-in savant, I think, is the, yeah. the term that I use. And what is this that we are engaged in at this present moment? I believe it is a podcast of our own making. Wow. And is it called Appetite for Production? That's the one. And is it about music tech news and views? Most extremely. Okay. Well, James... You go away for one month and suddenly a bunch of music hardware and software is announced. Maybe you should fuck off a bit more often. Oh my God, Tim, I've got music technology news all over my face. I believe that in the final analysis, 16.3 billion products were announced at NAMM this year. So what is a podcast to do? I guess we better talk about some of them. Let's give it a go. Tim, Timmy, 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 Timmy. Hey, James, it's been a long, long time. It's been a while since I have smelt you. <laughs> yeah, how am I smelling? <laughs> uh, like a fresh bouquet of angels farts. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I've been using that soap you so kindly got me for Christmas. So, <laughs> so thanks for that. That's nice. No problem. I'll, I'll get you more when it runs out. I'll put you on a subscription deal. Yeah, nice. Thanks, man. Um, so before we get started, uh-huh. a lot of stuff has been happening Ooh. in our absence. Many, many things have been released thanks to the International Musical Instrument Conference, NAM. I didn't I didn't want to go straight into that. I wanted to talk about our nightmares before we get cracking. What Ooh, about that? Would okay, you... tell me what's in the deepest reaches of your abysmal soul. Okay, so basically I had a little bit of insomnia last night, as I mentioned to you earlier. And when I woke up this morning, it was because I was having a dream where um, there was kind of like a some kind of fascist apocalypse happening and mm-hmm. i was trying to get my family to safety right um and i was uh, i was trying to, i was like in some kind of deserted hotel with my sister and i ended up having to uh, defend us from a lank-haired youth who i ended up stabbing in the neck with his own penknife <laughs> and that was when i woke up that's pretty cool i what I, have you got i dreamt that uh we were looking after a cat okay and Everything was fine, and the cat reminded me a lot of a cat that I had when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tell suddenly, me more, Freud. <laughs> suddenly, <clears throat> the cat started fighting me. You know how cats usually do a bit of play fighting? Uh, and then it gets real. Then it went real, and in the middle of the night, it started biting me, and I was worried it was going to take my hand off. We had a proper fight, man versus cat. <laughs> well, like, you were punching it. <laughs> and I ended up throwing it out of the fifth floor window. <laughs> and... I was like, oh no, I just thrown a cat out of a window. I wonder if it's okay because they always land on their they feet. They land on their feet. So I looked out the window and it was just splattered. Oh man, nice. <laughs> just splattered in blood on the ground. And then it started trying to get up. Oh my God. I felt really bad. And uh, self-defense, mate. It's basically when I realized that the dream, that it was a dream. <laughs> okay. And I had to pull myself out and say, it's okay. You don't have to feel guilty because it didn't actually happen. Nice. So you anti-inceptioned yourself then? Yeah, I, I do that every so often. Oh, okay. That's interesting. There is a lot to unpack there childhood aside do you think that's because of the cat that has been coming and sitting in your seat while you've been away <laughs> maybe it is <laughs> maybe i was just waiting to get back to my rightful seat well the cat i haven't seen that cat who occasionally pops into my house for a while now so um yeah i think i think we're done and dusted with that that's <laughs> uh that's good we've, we've resolved our internal nightmares <laughs> finally i am okay so we're we gonna are we gonna talk about nam now we've got the uh, the psychological horror out of the way no because first, something <gasps> happened just before Nam, which oh. I really need to tell you about. Tell me, mate. How much would you pay for an EQ? Not much. Would you pay $990 for an EQ? No, I would not. Okay, time to go on the internet. Let's have a look at this thing. What uh, is it? So this is Matt VQ Orange. <laughs> it's a catchy name. It is an EQ plugin which costs $990. According to Matt, 
It is linear phase without compromise. What does that mean? I assume it means that it does linear phase EQ, but there is no pre-ringing, post-ringing. That sounds like like bullshit. It does sound like it. And you would uh, put those claims to the test if you could do some kind of demo, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. However, if you want to get the demo, Mm -hmm. you have to have a specific dongle, which you have to buy for $49. Nice. But it's okay because you get a $50 off voucher when you buy it. Okay, wicked. So you're kind of, you're in for $50 whether you want it or not, basically, I guess. Yeah. You can, if you wish, get it on a 12-month subscription Oh, for $119. What? Let me just remind you, this is an EQ. Wow. This better be the best EQ ever invented. And... You know, this got me thinking. What else can you get for $990? It sounds like you've already thought about it. 182 pints of beer. I'm, I don't really like beer, so I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, how about 198 archers and lemonades then for you? Oh, yeah, the ladies' choice. Lovely. 49 chickens of egg laying age. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. It's like your own farm. Two and a half tons of household coal. Oh, wow. Well, when the um, electricity gets cut off, mate, that's going to come in well handy. So that might be my choice, in fact. 1,875 rolls of toilet paper. Oh, I do go through a lot of toilet paper for reasons. One and a third Fab Filter Pro bundles. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Pro EQ3, mate. Pro EQ3, I should say. 0.29 Bitcoins. Oh, okay. I mean, from what I understand, they're a pretty reliable uh, source of income. Plane tickets from Bristol to Minsk, one return, the other one way. Okay, nice. Well, you want to take your your <laughs> mail order bride back? 0.35 bitcoins. Oh, hang on. Have we just done bitcoins? A genuine ancient Greek statue of Zeus that I found on eBay. Oh, yeah. I'm into that vaporwave aesthetic, so that'll do. 0.42 bitcoins. Oh, my God. <laughs> they are dropping in value rapidly. 16 commemorative plates from Harry and Meghan's royal wedding. No, I do like a commemorative plate, mate, as you will have seen in my kitchen slash living room. 752 kilograms of oven chips. I had oven chips last night. I'm up for that. 0.38 bitcoins. (laughs) Hang on a minute. They're coming up again. Two matched pairs of genuine Yamaha NS10 monitors. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. Why would you need to EQ when you've got some NS10s to listen through? 8,000 of those little yellow chicks that you get at Easter. Oh, what? The little ones made out of fuzz and pipe cleaner? Oh, yeah. 250 large tubs of Vaseline petroleum jelly. (laughs) Well, I've already bought that much Vaseline. And 0.45 bitcoins. (laughs) Oh, wow. Right. Nice. Wow. Well, it really puts it in perspective, I guess. Exactly. So for every one of those reasons, I don't think I'm going to be checking out Matt VREQ Orange. I mean, presumably, if you're Hans Zimmer or one of his concubines, this is probably like the sort of thing you really need yeah, to get that Hollywood sound. This could be the, the Zimmer-specific, no pre-ringing, linear phase EQ without compromise. Wow, wicked. I mean, it really makes me wish that I'd understood FFT at uni so that I could like try and understand how it works, basically. Mm. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I think it's time to dip into Nam. Is it on time for our Nam flashback? Timmy and Jimmy's Nam flashback, as promised. Sound effects, impacts, cash registers. Okay, so uh, one of the biggest things, the first thing I want to talk about is the Bitwig 3.0. Oh, hell yeah. Let's, yeah, let's dive in right into that. Okay, so Bitwig Studio version 3 has been announced, but not released. And the biggest deal here, it's called The Grid. The Grid. You're going to jack into The Grid. Like Neo. Like Tron or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like Tron. Um, So this is actually, I remember when you were first checking out version 1 of Bitwig Studio, and they were saying that the idea originally was to make Mm. this into a massive modular sort of thing. Uh Uh, And it looks like they've finally done it. Yes. You know, they didn't ask whether or not they should, just whether they could. And they have created it. The grid. The grid. grid. So, you're in (laughs) Bigwig Studio 3. Yes. And you decide you want to 
get some modular action. Yeah, you do. So you pull up one of three devices, either the grid, grid, mono, mm-hmm. the grid, poly, mm-hmm. or the grid, effects version. Yes. Interesting way of doing it, because each one is a, a different thing. Yeah. So monophonic, polyphonic uh, effects. I think, is the polyphonic more of a sort of... St- all connections are stereo rather than anything else, or... I don't know, mate. I don't know either. Okay. (laughs) when you do pull that up, you get, like, a full-screen modular setup. Yes. And you have over a hundred modules to choose from. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me about them. Well, (laughs) well, me? Tell me about it. Okay, well, it looks a bit like Reactor, basically, as Uh you might expect. Um, and it does, it has a literal grid by the looks of it, with everything snapping, I guess, to the grid stuff. I think the most interesting thing about the grid is that, well, you can, so you can use all the Bitwig modulation stuff that was in there before, which you could use to, um, modulate the built-in instruments and effects or whatever. I mean, I found it a little bit finicky, but I never got super into Bitwig. But, you know, it did the job. Um, So you can do that stuff. But crucially, you Mm -hmm. can also um, output and input CV, son. Uh That's right. Curriculum Vitae. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. So implications? Um, Well, so this makes me think... I mean, this isn't going to be for everybody, but what I thought about this was it does seem very, very tempting if you're making your techno Mm -hmm. because then it opens up a whole new world james are you understanding me i am you've got like a whole bunch of you know sort of you've got your lfos oscillators filters and all that stuff in the software but then you can use all of that with your existing hardware as well which makes me think that bitwig are kind of going in a They've got a strong vision and a direction for this software, which is something that is sort of kind of, you know, it seemed like doors were coming a bit homogenous over the past few years. You know what I'm saying? Whereas now with Bitwig having this kind of modular approach, um, I don't know if you've seen Cubase has got like this sort of like vocal alignment stuff now. Of course, they still have their pitch correction, you know, baked into the software. It feels like the doors are kind of now diverging and going in their own directions. Do you get? I do, and that would be really nice. Uh, Certainly Bitwig is, which is great. Um, One of the good things about these is they're pretty easy to use. It's not the kind of modular setup where you're loaded up and suddenly you'll have no sound because nothing's connected together. Mm. Uh, Things do it relatively automatically, although, of course, you can patch your signal how you want. They can do it pre-patched, a bit like some modular, actual Eurorack modular stuff where if you don't make any patch assignments the input goes to the output through, like, a default setting, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, easy to use. It looks really friggin' good. It looks cool. Uh, I really like the way it looks. Um, I'm not sure about the whole mono version, poly version, and effects version, but I assume yeah. there's reasoning behind that. Well, you'd think that the people who developed the software would have a good reason, but I, to be honest, mate, I feel you on that, because you feel like it, it just wants to be one thing, and then you just and then you say, hey, you want to go from mono to poly, you can do that. And then you want to go from poly to FX, you can do that. Maybe you can't do that. Who knows? We mm. won't really. I guess we won't really know I, about from, the flexibility until it drops. From everything I know about developers, there's going to be a damn good reason that they've done it as three separate things. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and I did this. It just does seem like a really tempting option if you are a bit of a tweaker. Do you know what I mean? I mean. It feels like this could be the thing that makes Bitwig catch on. Maybe not with everybody, but definitely for the for the techier peeps out there who yeah. like making squelchy noises. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to check it out more. I don't I don't know if I'll actually use the modular sorry, the grid. The grid, the grid yeah. But I, it this itself makes me want to get back on the Bitwig wagon. For me or the Wigan. very very good wordplay there um for me it kind of means i'm less likely to check out the new version because i know that this isn't something that i'll probably want to use however cool as it looks however Mm. with something like this comes the uh ability potentially to save presets share presets online 
and for people oh. to make uh, ready connected setups that you can download for free yeah and you know people do seem to love that re- i mean the obvious comparison james is reactor right what? Who would know? <laughs> <laughs> i've blown your mind haven't i yeah but the, the i mean it's and not like people love the reactor user it's not stuff. like reactor is um an idea that only one person could have ever had you know this oh is, no no i'm certainly not the saying idea that of having ripoff. circuits that go together isn't exactly proprietary no no but this does seem to be a way because the thing is reactor's lovely it's still you know it's not integrated into the door it's still its own sort of separate thing there aren't many things that are integrated into the door like this you've got like emu tools and emulab and a couple of other things that aren't really that uh well known Mm -hmm, there are mm -hmm. things but this is very much a mainstream one as well how would you say it compares with traction Traction or waveform has. Um, oh God, I'm so, I'm in the past, man. It has racky things where you can get a rack insert and you can put any amount of plugins mm-hmm. into that, rooted in the way you want. And we're actually going to talk that about that in a bit. Oh, really? Because waveform ten has been announced, and there's a sort of similar adaptation for that, which we'll go through. But yeah, I'm, it makes me really interested in Bitwig, and one of the most important things for me. Sorry, as you know, I'm superficial as hell. Oh, you are shallow, mate. But it looks so good. It does look nice. And it like and the thing is, it's it does feel superficial to go on about that stuff. But when you're trying to use a bit of software, if everything's clear uh, and easy to work with, that does make an enormous difference. And I think people yep. people are really appreciating workflow a lot more these days. Because mm. everyone's busy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't have time to muck about. Uh, it's a thumbs up from me so far. However, it's not ready yet. It should be out at quarter two of 2019, which in English is between April and July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think this will help Bitwig catch on. I don't mm. think it's too crazy to say that. I is looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, it feels like they're kind of fulfilling the potential of the software finally, perhaps. Tasty Propellerhead's rack extension formats might be cropping up in more places than just Reason in the future. After successfully applying the format to export to the web, the Swedish developers have now partnered with Mind Music Labs, who are helping them provide a hardware format to run rack extensions. This means that any rack extensions you own licenses for may be able to run on certain hardware devices as well as the web and in Reason, spelling an interesting future for a once esoteric plugin format. Korg's gadget has been occupying iOS and Mac users' fingers for a while, but version 2 is set to entertain Windows producers as well. According to Korg, all desktop users should soon be able to buy the individual gadgets as plugins in their own right too. Version 2, out very shortly, should also see the arrival of six new instruments, disappointingly still tenuously named after cities. You can look forward to Pompeii, Memphis, Durban and Taipei, and we assume Bognor Regis and Budley Salterton are only weeks away from public view. MIDI keyboard giants M-Audio released plans for new models in 2019. The My First MIDI board range is an attempt to get younger producers hooked on M-Audio keyboards from much earlier on in their careers. Specifically aimed at the toddler market, the My First MIDI boards come in 2-key, 4-key and 6-key models with a durable, colourful build, 8 endless rotary encoders and a dish for collecting slobber and mucus. The smallest of the range, the utero, measures just under 2mm and is designed to be injected into a pregnant woman's womb, giving the fetus ultimate control over MIDI from before the time its brain is fully developed. Windows users will soon be able to load more plugins into their doors after a software update was announced. According to Microsoft, the sexily named Build 18312 makes it possible to load more DLLs at once, lifting the previous limit only felt by producers with very complex projects. 
Boutique modular synthesis manufacturer XR Trombone & Co GmbH shocked the world with their new Eurorack unit. The new module measures a keen 3 HP and consists solely of a red patch cable located behind a pane of reinforced glass. Aside from the 12 volt DC supply socket at the back of the unit, the device offers zero inputs, zero outputs and 16 audio through ports, helping you achieve that sought after low capacitance sound from the red cable within, which isn't actually connected to anything. I think I'm trying to mentally prioritize this mm. because there has been a glut of news. Yeah, there really has. I reckon the next thing we should talk about is the B -B 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 Behringer Crave synth. Oh, man. Do you crave to rave, James? I, I am jonesing for that synth, Tim. Are you really? No. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> So, long story short, TLDR... Yeah, Behringer uh, on the last day of Nam announced a new synth called Crave. It is a fully analog synth, and guess how much it costs, everybody? It's cheap. It's 199 clams. Nice. One four nine euro euro clam. Yeah, one four nine euro clam. So, uh, do you know how many Mert digital <laughs> um, RNG cues you can buy with that? <laughs> Tell me. You, you can buy. Five Behringer Crave synths. Wow. <laughs> for one Matt Digital, the RNG Q. Well, presumably, if you've got five of them, you can do lots of crazy intermodulation stuff. Yeah, you could start some kind of prog circle. Oh, yeah, you could. It's like a book group, but... Oh, man. Anyway, let's talk about the Behringer synth. Yeah, let's talk about it. What, so what's the deal, son? Well, the deal is fully analog synth for 199 clams now the oscillators are the same as the uh, oscillators or oscillator sorry the oscillator mm -hmm. is the same as the what arp odyssey uh isn't it like the from this profit sequential five. profit five yeah Dang fuck because i wrote something earlier saying it's from the profit five and then something came into my head just now saying is it <laughs> no. from the profit five yeah it's the same oscillator from the profit five mm -hmm. and it's got a ladder filter in it a I, moog ladder filter I, a moog filter in it mm -hmm. so everything else i guess is just decent quality circuitry but those two are the sort of famous ones from synths you know and love and well the step sequencer is based on the one from the odyssey and the sh101 apparently ah okay mm -hmm. and it's 199 us clams which is cheap af yeah check out the video we'll hear a couple of the sounds hi guys it's michael thorpe from behringer michael thorpe <laughs> He's back again. <laughs> no idea who this is. Very, very exciting. Now, I've watched this video and I'm pretty sure someone's holding a gun to his head while he's doing this. <laughs> Here it is. Tweaky, tweaky. Oh, it's got a big MIDI. It's, I like the way the MIDI goes into the top of it, basically. It's like a MIDI hopper. Yeah. Look at Thorpe's hands dancing deftly around the crave. He looks unhappy. Don't look unhappy, Michael. It sounds nice. Squelchy filter. Yeah, lovely and squelchy. I mean, that's a quality filter. You can't deny it. Yeah, it goes meow, meow, meow. Yeah, meow, meow, If it makes sounds like a cat or whatever. A bit of noise in there transposing now it's two crucial things to point out here one it doesn't have a keyboard attached to it yeah which is fair enough for it's the got, low low cost it's got midi input second of all it's orange yes it's gonna stand out so if you're a fan of satsumas <laughs> or tangerines or nectarines not nectarines <laughs> or, or mandarins yeah I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Do you want to know? Do you want to know my hot take on it? I really, really, really want your hot take. It seems like the the trend we're getting now is for making quality stuff for an ever decreasing price tag. Uh -huh. um, and this does seem like a bit of a bargain. I will admit that. Um, the thing is, though, and I think we've talked about this before. Single oscillator, mate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just buy two of them. 
well, you could buy two of them. And it's got like sort of, it's, I guess it is CV, is it? The, um, the routing, basically. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. It does seem, it looks, okay, well, let's just say it's CV, right? Okay. Hypothetically, it's CV. It looks like you can do a lot, but there's, even there's so with the of... one oscillator, it feels like a, a bit of a limit. And I know it's really cheap and everything. Couldn't they have made it uh, 230 clams and put another oscillator in each one? I did, well, it would have made it bigger and stuff, man. And like that would have presumably that would have caused the cost to rise quite considerably. I don't. I mean, presumably a lot of people do like this single oscillator stuff. Lest we forget, the TB three hundred three is mm. a single off. Well, you can. I guess you can mix. Is it mixed oscillator on TB three hundred three? Who knows? But anyway, it's 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 essentially a single oscillator synth. Um, I can imagine this will be real popular, and it does sound great. But for me, it's not flexible enough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, sure for you, but it's. 199 clams. I know, man. And like, the thing is, and like, again, techno people, I think they're going to love it. And I mean, the thing is, I don't use a lot of sort of single oscillate stuff in my music. If you're making just like some, you know, a little bit of stompy techno, mate, I can imagine this is, it's priced to move, you know? This has been, truly been the NAM of the techno producer. It really, really has, man. That does seem to be the overriding theme. It's nice that it's got a built-in step sequence so that you can play live. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Um, and it does seem like people are going to get a lot of joy out of it. Why do I feel that there's a book coming? No, there's an and coming. Oh. And it's nice that everything is analogue. Um, and that filter sounds great. Mm. So I can see this sh- shift in like the proverbial hot cakes. Okay, great. Um, what what do you think it would be best for? Lead lines, bass lines? Do you think everyone's just going to relegate it to a bass thing because it's got one oscillator? Or I've got a single word for you, mate. Acid. Ah. Leads, bass, it doesn't matter. It's all acid, baby. So, yeah, um, pretty, pretty cool. Oh, and apparently I saw some other video that said it's got accents on there. And accents, if you're making techno, it's kind of a big deal. It's a spicy meatball. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I I guess, yeah. (laughs) Now, let's move away from Nam for a second. I think it's time to bring back... Are we getting the last chopper out of Saigon? (laughs) Yeah. Seen some of my best buddies die face down in the dirt. Yeah, I've been meaning to say, um, I love the smell of cheap synths in the morning. Ah. (laughs) Well, you missed a chance. Oh, okay, never mind. It's time to bring back our old friend... Random Context Instrument Corner. Yay! Nobody puts contact in a corner. (laughs) It carried a watermelon. (laughs) That's a a dirty dancing reference, right? Do you know they did surgery on a grape? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they did. This time we have Magic Jaw Harps. Mmm, Magic Jaws. We all like a nice jaw harp, right? Yeah, well, we're we're jawing right now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, a a gurney harp, perhaps. Mmm, yeah, yeah. This is by a lovely French company called Loops de la Creme. This is the cream of the loops. Yes, loops de la creme. Sounds delicious. And it is called Magic Jaw Harps. It's a contact library made of jaw harps. Play the video. It's self-explanatory. I'm on it. That looks like a satanic goat. Yep. Oh, God. It's a Native American. Native American chap. Jaw harps from Native Americans? I don't know. 519 samples, eight separate contact instruments. <laughs> Who could say no? That is bouncy. Deeply sampled. You don't want to go off half cock when you're sampling a jaw harp. No, you want to you want to do a proper job. Oh, and so they're all on they're all mapped up the keyboard as well, so you can play them all at the same time. Well, you got uh, yeah, you got Six different jaw harps, is it? Or is it seven? And they're all laid out in the interface. I think it's eight. And below them in the interface is their octave. Nice. A little bit of breathing noise. High-pass filter, low-pass filter, bit of drive, tone, compression. Because you can't play a jaw harp without compressing it at least a little bit. Hell yeah. Don't want those crazy dynamics going off in your mix, do you? Never. Wicked. I like the funny sounds. Oh, God, breathy. 
mod wheel functions. Mixing in some Mono Abyss XL when you're playing your jaw harp in a cavern. Yeah, nice. I mean, this this must be the definitive jaw harp library, I think we've got to say, right? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, you can buy it right now for 12 whole euros, euro mm -hmm. clam. List price is 29 euro clam plus VAT if you pay VAT. Mm -hmm. uh, meaning what? About 35 euro clam? I guess. Um, so I'd get it. I'd get it when the intro offer is on. <clears throat> I put out a little call on uh, Twitter to see if anyone wanted to insert some magic jaw harp sounds into a banging tune. Wicked. And, uh, Tell me you've got one. Yes, I have. Yeah! Our uh, uh, fanboy, Pulp Stereo, happy to oblige, and has created this tune. Oh, wow. That's nice. Specifically for us. Oh, what a nice guy. Oh. Now, I've heard this once, so you won't get my initial reaction. This is taking me into a dystopian journey into the Old West. <clears throat> Got the rhythms down. Yeah. Tempo synced. Delay. Mm. It is pretty sinister. It really is. Oh, God. I feel like I'm in a giant cowboy's mouth. <laughs> We're going to play the whole thing as an outro on the end, but if you skip the sort of three quarters of the way through, the jaw harps come back. Gotta love it. Yeah, right. I know it kind of works, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is by Pulp Stereo, all one word. You can find it on SoundCloud. It's called Jaw Harp Jam, and I'll put a link to it in the podcast description. Nice. Cheers for that, Pulp Stereo. <laughs> yeah. It, it's reminiscent of Australia to me, somehow. Not the, not the, the Wild West. The, the Jaw Harp itself. But I think that's because I'm thinking of kangaroos. Bouncing up and down. Yeah. Oh, nice bit of stompy techno in there. Yeah, fair play. He's he's created an infectious groove with those bouncy jaw harp sounds. See, anything is possible. It is. You've just got to have the will. And uh, jaw harp's contact library. Nice, wicked. Oh, fair play to that man. Great, right? Yeah, wicked. Lovely. Tasty now. Yum, 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 Can you tell what it's patched to yet? Manufacturer Dubrec have announced the Stylophone Gen R8 and it's going modular. Yes, the Rolf Harris associated pen play keyboard will be a full on patchable analog synth with access to VCOs, filters, envelopes, and the like via 3.5mm Jackson cables. Software synthesis baron and friend of the downtrodden Steve Duda has hinted at a new effects plugin from his company Xfer Records. The creator of Serum and messianic lord of all soft synths told an assembled press conference that his new plugin would, quote, change the way we feel about flanging. Duda was overheard screaming, nuke the dolphins, motherfucker, before firing lasers from his eyes and melting a nearby balustrade, then scurrying off into a teleportation machine of his own design. The metal child's whereabouts are still uncertain, but reports have recently surfaced of a new wavetable the size of a small planet, which experts say could be on a collision course with Guatemala. 
Greek plugin developers and friends of the podcast Accusonus have released version 3 of their era bundle of easy-to-use audio cleanup processors. Until now, the bundle included noise remover, voice leveler, reverb remover, de and plosive remover, all one-knob processors to help sort out your dodgy audio. New in the third version of the era bundle are a new module, the D-Clipper, and the voice leveler has been upgraded with a breath control function. It's available in standard and pro versions, weighing in at 149 American clams and 399 American clams respectively. The plugins are also available individually. Universal Audio have once again turned their circuit-emulating talents to new horizons, launching a spot-on emulation of the classic software synthesizer Silenth One in UAD format for Apollo owners. UA's head of making things sound like other things, Lev Perry, issued a statement touting the advanced algorithms and modeling processes the company had to lean on in the product's creation, noting it as, quote, one of the trickiest projects we've had to pull off. The new UAD plugin is reported to cost 360 US clams and requires a 12-core, 8GHz septuple shark processor to run. Reporters given early access to the Silent One package claim that it sounds more like the original than the original. It's been over two decades since the first formal MIDI spec hit the world in the form of MIDI 1.0, and it's taken until now for the proper announcement of MIDI 2.0. Thanks to the help of native instruments, Ableton, Steinberg, Google, Yamaha and Roland, who have been constructing prototype devices and programs that will use the new spec, MIDI 2.0 will include features like auto-configuration, integration with doors and the web, better resolution and tighter timing. Okay, so James, mm. Ableton 10.1 has been announced, it, right? It's finally been announced. We've yeah. been waiting for 0.1 years. <laughs> I'm not sure that's entirely accurate. Okay. Now we're switching it up because I know about this and you don't. Yeah, I haven't really checked stuff out. What I do know is it's more of a workflow thing, but there might be some uh, very interesting, uh, meaningful things in there, which sound like small things, but actually have a big impact. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask you to avert that gaze of yours while I bring up the feature list. Very well. So that I can read it out to you, okay? And I'm going to want you to react to this in a kind of real outrageous YouTube style, okay? Okay, okay so, improvement one. Right, you lay it on me. We're starting kind of <laughs> kind of slow, all right? Okay. User wavetables in wavetable. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Uh, that's that's fair enough. I I imagine they intentionally left that out because it's a pretty obvious thing. I mean, it's you know I would have assumed that it had it already. I mean, mm. I'm a serum guy. As how you know. how are you putting wavetables in there? What the format? Do you know? You simply drag an audio file from a folder into Live's browser to the visualization area in wavetable. Very well. Next. Modulation improvements. <laughs> yeah, you ready? <laughs> yeah. I know. Do you want me to call you an ambulance? Uh, I think I'm okay as long as this next one isn't massive. Hold on, let me just take let me just take a sip of tea before okay, you tell me. Okay, yeah, the next you need one. you need it, you need it. Automation and modulation shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now completely drenched actually, in your tea and spittle. That's great, actually. Um, and every this is something I wanted to say for a while, but keep forgetting. Every door should do that because sometimes you just want to automate something in a shape, like it's got an LFO on it, but stop that halfway through. Just do it through a section, reduce it through a section, and you can't really do that with an LFO. Otherwise, you just got to change the depth. Oh, change the mate, shape. it's long. It's a pain in the bum. Yeah, that's, so I am. I'm great. really on board with well, this. Well, when I was making that the. Uh, <laughs> Little aside, when I was making the backing music for the news mm. bulletins this episode, mm -hmm. you keep hearing, yeah. I, I grouped some synths to filter, and I was like, oh, I've got to draw, just draw some random shapes in there. Uh, what I need is some kind of automatic shape drawing in the automation lanes. Mm -hmm. So that I am fully behind that. Yes. And also, coming it from the other angle, we have simplify envelopes. So say... 
you've been recording in your crazy signs with your own MIDI controller, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can now simplify that and it will create a simpler curve. And curve, curve-like curve mm. movements are simplified into C or S shapes whenever possible. Ooh, now that's clever. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now so this dehumanizing in a way of automation. Well, yeah, and just making it less of a faff to work with, I think, really. Nice. Which I like I really like that. That's cool. This this is a cool one. It's not it's, you know, it's not the sexiest thing, but exact breakpoint values. Click on them, enter the value. About okay, ruddy time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's good. Um Arrangement zooming and navigation improvements. Take it or leave it, right? Uh, maybe not, because if you can use a trackpad to zoom, then I am all in. Oh, really? They haven't had that. And I think you have to like hold down command or something to use a trackpad to zoom in. Okay. I just want to just go straight in there with my little fingers. Your tiny, tiny fingers. Yeah, they they are they are very strangely they, small. You've got like little girl hands. Yeah, uh, but I want to. Yeah, I just want to zoom in there with a pinch, mm. in a pinch, if you will. Yeah. Well, okay, we're about halfway through. Now, oh. James, I've been trying to evangelise you on Ableton. Are you any keener on getting on board the uh, Ableton train with me? I mean, I am already on the Ableton train. Well, you're not train. fully on it. You've got, like, one foot on it, I've and it's one, leaving the station, mate. But, uh, that's what that's what a music software journalist has to do. Oh, I see. I have to exist in the world between doors. Oh, wow. What, like, sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? Channel EQ, right? Uh, Channel EQ. Instead of EQ8. Not instead of, in addition to. In addition to. All right, grammar Nazi. Yeah, okay. Uh, Channel EQ is a new straightforward three-band EQ for mixing slash sound design purposes, as you'd expect. Tell me it's a graphic EQ, though, yeah? No. Uh, It uses the same technology as his bigger brother EQ8, but provides a much simpler layout. So basically, it's a simplified EQ. You've got to use your ears. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mate, I'm so sick of using my ears, man. Um, So that's all right. I'm not too bothered. I'm a I'm a Pro Q2 guy. Hopefully soon a Pro Q3 guy if mm. I manage to blag an NFR. Um, delay, right? Delay. Not ping pong delay. I know simple delay. Not simple delay. Delay is a new audio effect which combines simple delay and ping pong delay into on one second. single device. The, the last one had the echo, which was delay effect, right? Yeah. And that's a massive thing. But it combines simple and ping pong. Yeah. Well, what? the thing is echo... I never really bothered with because it was too complicated because I'm a simple man. This excites me because very often I'll start with a ping pong and I'll be like, nah, mate, this stereo is doing my freaking head in. I'm going to switch up to a simple. I have to go uh-huh. in and put the inputs in. This one, you can. there's a button you can press. It swaps between your simple and your ping pong. Okay. So I'm very happy. And there's apparently a few other improvements. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Are you are you prepared? Because this is where shit starts to get I, I, I real. I think I accidentally saw it. Oh, no. Oh, God, you little bastard. Does it I, begin with a D and end with a Q? Um, what, dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay. Um, before you look at any more of this, uh-huh. freezing tracks with side chains. Mm. So... When it's got a sidechain routed to it. You couldn't freeze it before. It would say, hell no, Ah. there's a routing here you can't do. Mm. Now, before I bought my ridiculously overpriced computer, this would have been a massive deal for me. Now, I'm not quite so bothered, but it's still pretty bloody cool, I reckon. Okay, good, good, good. Additionally, Uh sidechain support for plugins. So, ah. say you want to use your Pro C2. Yeah. It is Pro C2 now, right? Yeah. You can use that at, like in a similar fashion to to using the uh, the built-in compressor. So, hope what I'm hoping for this is you're going to be able to use a single sidechain source for multiple third-party sidechain input plugins, James. What what couldn't you do before because I, I keep hearing like that the sidechain support isn't good but you, but you have to have like an individual track for every uh, sidechain route you want to do because you do it from the track and so there's you, only one destination you can do it but it's just got one destination right okay, yeah that makes so this sense. is a big deal for me yeah so i'm going to be using pro c2 a lot more i think very well good okay now we've got a little bit more of a laid back one before mm-hmm. before the final Include return and master effects when exporting. So it's now possible to render individual tracks with return and master effects included. Ah. This allows you to export stems all at once without having to solo tracks and export one at a time. Decent. Which is decent. Okay, now are you ready for the big one? I think it's time. VST3. Oh, baby. Yeah, what you're saying. Oh, okay. I am 
I am fully in support of those motherfuckers. Uh, well you, done. Mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. done. I know Finally. this has been something you've been petitioning for. Uh, yes. I, Impotently, I might add. I set up a change.org petition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, yeah. got three three people, all of whom shared the same name as me. No, yeah, wow. Well, that's very convincing. <laughs> but it looks like it worked. Yeah, it did. And I read somewhere on the internet that rather than scanning them when you load up, it scans your VST3 plugins in the background, so you, you can just get straight in there, baby. That's nice. It's a bit like uh, I was I was using Waveform a bit more this um, this couple of weeks, and one of the things I installed a plugin while Waveform was still open. I was like, oh, got to go back to Waveform and rescan because mm-hmm. you don't have to close it and reopen it. You just go to the settings and rescan. Oh, I hate rescanning. So I went back to Waveform and already. As soon as I switched the window, there's a little dialogue there saying, looks like you got a new plugin, mate. Oh, that's nice. Do you, want, do you want us to add it to the list? Oh, that is nice. That was good. And one of the many thoughtful touches in Waveform, more of which we'll talk about later. Oh, okay. Well, look, give me your hot take on Ableton 10.1, son. Seems really good. Seems like uh, plenty in there. Point by point. Haven't used Wavetable. No, I don't really <clears throat> plan on using it. Was that say modulation improvements? What was that? Um, so modulation was a hidden feature in previous versions in live. It's now been brought to the forefront. So I guess what this is, is I think um, there was a way that you could do modulation in the same way that you do MIDI CC in the clip editor. Uh, the automation shapes, brilliant. Everyone should have that. Um, simplify envelopes, fine. Uh, exact breakpoint values. Uh, I like that. I probably would end up using it, but I would always assume that they had it anyway. Yeah. So it's good to have it. Arrangements. I see, I don't need an eye test. Arrangement, <laughs> yeah, zooming, really and well. navigation improvements. Um, if that's what I think it is, that's great. Channel EQ, don't give a shit. Mm. I don't even use EQ8, really. No, I mean, if like the thing is, I, you know, the stock Ableton plugins are pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's fine. It's like, I guess if you're using it for live stuff, maybe that's, mm. a, that's a cool thing. I'm not thing. a massive fan of Ableton when it comes to using plugins because you always have to click back on the track and then open the third party plugin. No, you can. There's, a, there's an option there a where you way. can just keep them up the whole time, mm. which a there lot of people is. don't seem to know about. Yeah, there is one where you can keep them up the whole time, but then they get in the way. Um, you can just close them, son. Come I don't on, you want, lazy bugger. I don't have time to do two clicks. <laughs> Freeze tracks with sidechains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sidechain support with plugins should have happened ages ago. VST3 should have happened ages ago. Okay. But I'm, this, this makes Ableton better. And I didn't even realise it wasn't as good. Well, that's that's clearly great work on their part for not revealing their flaws. Yeah. And then fixing the thing. I mean, for me, like this Bitwig news is cool. For me, this list solidifies my uh, support of Ableton Live. Yeah, uh, that's decent, and I'm very glad that it's going to be upgraded. That's fine by me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Tim, that was a rebaptism of fire. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm back... Yeah. And we've uh, mopped up all the stuff we missed. All the news that got all over our faces. Well, yes, but we didn't cover it all. And we are going to have to put out another episode in about a week's time to just finish off that news. Hey, I don't put out for just anybody, James. So you're going to have to take me out to dinner before then. Well, let me take you out to dinner and... uh, Maybe afterwards we can do some more recording. Oh, nice. I know exactly what type of recording you're talking about. And I tell you what, I'm up for it. Playing us out today, we have Pulp Stereo's Jaw Harp Jam made especially for us. Yes, some exclusive drum and bass. Cheers for that, Pulp Stereo. A big up. Enjoy the boings. Enjoy the boings. 